Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you. The last day of July, July 31st, 2023. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Trevor Kelsey filling in for Justin Kalen today. Justin Kalen playing in the UofL Media Golf Scramble. We were not invited to play in it. He is gone for a fourth straight day. But the good news is we do have Trevor Kelsey filling in trevor kelsey how are you i'm 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 assuming that scoots isn't going to do any kind of golf scrambles to show the support for indiana football because he has no backbone to bet me on the game this season wow yeah, yeah i mean at least roush made a uk bet with me i mean sort of I mean. Yeah, well you uh, let's just bet let's right now you bet straight up uk u of l football no point spreads just winner wins the the bet you Take did? it, yeah. Let's do it. What's 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 the uh, what's on the line? Because that that was the issue with the bet you made with Roush, which this was many weeks ago now at this point. Uh, but they bet who would win more games in the regular season between UK and U of L, and Roush obviously. And Roush has a, a a schedule that's three to five times as hard as U of L's. So Ooh. naturally, that could be a pretty interesting bet. Could go either way. U of L playing its easiest schedule since it's ever been in the ACC, but I just, I figured you all would do a straight up bet, but you were saving that for me. So I appreciate that. Well, we kind of did in a way, if Roush remembers, I, I, my proposal was who wins the most games. And then when he broke it down, he goes, well, I think we'll be tied going into the last game of the season. So theoretically we might as well have just been been like, let's bet the the game then straight up. Trevor, but that's not, there's a very slim chance Roush is right about. Well, I know that that's everything he says. I think, but. I think he got last year, right. Or maybe it was two years ago. He got right. He got one right recently, which probably means for the next like six or seven years, you're probably good on guaranteeing. That's not going to be what happens. <laughs> I've had yeah, one right yeah. in four years. So I mean, what can you say? It was two years ago. I got every game, right. And that's just like probably the only time that's ever going to happen, but I'm still riding that wave, baby, that wave of momentum. And then last year, I think I ended up getting like close to the record correctly, but I just like the week by week picks were horrible, which uh, is pretty sometimes hard to do when predicting football. All right, well there you go. To start your week, to start your your Monday show, your last day of July, we get a straight up UK U of L bet. And you're right, Scoots won't do that without you. But 
he also knows IU's going to stink. Can you really blame him? Smart kid. I mean, I guess. I mean, you should have some slight confidence, right? I mean, a little bit, maybe? I mean, IU did technically win the Big Ten just a few years ago. I think it's better. I don't know. I don't think it's better. Gasp from Roush over there with that camera, with that muted. I heard that. No, I think it's just, I think it's just being <laughs> smart. Because I, I remember one guy, I'm not going to name any names, who thought U of L was going to beat UK in football in the last <laughs> several seasons. I also thought UK was going to beat Georgia one year, too, I think. <laughs> yep, that was back in about 2009. Yep, and that didn't turn out very close. Neither of those games came very close, by the way, for that poor, poor person, whoever he, he may be out there. Your brain works in a very mysterious way. You bring up that Georgia prediction from 2009 on a, almost a weekly basis. Uh, yet, you, <laughs> what'd you do this? Yet, what'd you do this weekend, Trevor? Well, the sad part is, is if I do that on a weekly basis, I don't remember being here last week. So that's that right there alone proves your point. Uh, the yeah. la- last night was actually a, a very productive night in the Kelsey Manor. You know, I need to get to bed early. I went to the mindset of. Uh, of just kind of going full speed to where I can like pass out at a decent hour, which is around midnight. Uh, I end up watching all four American Pie movies of the trilogy. All four? Yeah. Four of them? Uh, yeah, they're, well, they're more if you count the spinoffs, but I did the American Pie one, two, uh, wedding, and then reunion. Oh, I forgot they did the reunion thing. That was fun. The reunion actually was better than the wedding because it at least had Oz in it, the Chris Owens guy. Like, he, yeah. for some reason, I guess, was having, you know, the contract issues and didn't do the uh, wedding. I forget what, what they was. Said. What was your favorite one? Oh, the original's still the best, right? I mean, is there really any doubt to that? I mean, the original still, I mean, it had me still laughing. I mean, that, that, that holds us 25, 24 years later, and it still stands up. I agree. I like it. Yeah. It's good. Uh, I, I still just sometimes do get baffled by how much movies and TV you, you consume in the 24-hour setting. <laughs> I mean, I just had nothing. There was literally nothing else on yesterday. What, 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 what was I gonna watch? I don't. I don't have kids. I don't have responsibility, really. At least on the weekends, for the most part. Uh, and the ones I do have, I kind of ignore more often than not. It feels like. But like, what? what I mean, what, what else was I gonna do? I, I, well, those responsibilities that you just admitted to ignoring. You could take the dogs for a walk. You could. I got doggy get door. In, you, could, you could get yourself in shape. You could do mm. work for the for the station. You could fix that one guy's insurance commercial where it kind of just tails off there at the end where you can't really hear anything. You could write that novel that you've been meaning to write for a while. There's a lot of things Trevor Kelsey could get done, but you'll come on the Rutherford show and you'll be like, yeah, just uh, what'd you do this weekend? I didn't get into much finished game of Thrones. Well, what the, the last season? No, no, the show. Watched it all, start to finish. See, I, I didn't, all. I didn't dismiss it as not doing anything though. I just, I, I said I had a full weekend. It, to me, that was a, a pretty, a pretty eventful time. But don't, don't get caught up in the words. I mean, that is doing <laughs> nothing at the end of the day. But I was yeah. just prefacing, but you didn't get, you know, it wasn't like you went on a big vacation or anything like that. In my mind, I did. You went on an American Pie vacation. Yeah, yeah in, my, just... in my mind, I was in Michigan all week, all Sunday, hanging out with the, the lacrosse team at East. Uh, oh, hell, I can't remember the name of the high school. You think I would have known that after watching three of them talk about for three movies? Mm, that's, you, you let us down. Nick Roush, how are you? How was your weekend? It was good. Um, man, felt like I did so much in such a short amount of time. Had a good time uh, playing golf Friday at the Cardinal Club, even though it got very warm. Uh, and played all right until I, I found the two holes that had water on them, and that's where all my balls went. Um, 
But no, that, that's a nice course. Um, I, I think it's because I got the UK balls out, and there's just like, uh, you know, you, you do that out there. They've got sensor technology that Tom Jurich put in years ago to make sure those balls don't go anywhere. So, uh, but no, it was it was a lot of fun. Saw a lot of family on Saturday. Uh, we basically had all of my mom's family over, uh, uh, and there was just tons of babies crawling around, rolling around. Uh, so that was great. And then yesterday had a pool day. Uh, and did something that is just, Trevor, it's good old fashioned fun. It's the old fashioned whirlpool. Uh, we made one of those and like in, in the, the old South end above ground pool. And my wife was like, this is so dumb, but so fun. <laughs> so we had a great time. It like picked up the stairs to get out and moved them halfway to the other side of the pool. The kids thought that was hilarious. So what, uh, we what, had ourselves a, a good time. What's the South end homemade whirlpool? Is that four dudes sitting in there with the uh, gas? No, you just you you run in a circle, and like everybody just runs in the same direction, and it makes a, a giant whirlpool. It's fun. Trevor, you've never done a whirlpool in a pool before. No, I don't believe I have. And oh. that, that was like a staple of kids. You would, you really only needed like you could probably do it with two. You, you could three, do it with two if you want. Three for yeah. sure, and then anything more than three is just gravy. But you all just kind of like run after each other and chase it in a small circle. Uh, you can go clockwise or counterclockwise. And then you keep going for like 30 seconds and you, it, you turn, you make your own lazy river. Then you can just like drop your weight and the current that you made will carry you around the pool. It's a good time. I'm, this is new to me. Maybe it was the whole running part. This, maybe the running part maybe just avoided me in life. When was the, the last time you were in a pool? Oh, wow. Like a public pool? That, just a just a pool. swimming pool. Like a, a uh, actually, actually, no, actually, uh, in April, I uh, I, st- I I stayed at a hotel and they had a pool and a jacuzzi, and I went and used the jacuzzi and and uh, took a little dip in the pool. Nice. There was Good there wasn't you. a lot of people there. It was me, my buddy, and a uh, a nice uh, uh, Latino family of of, of I mean, eight or nine people. So that was that was all was there. They didn't speak English, but pretty sure a lot of them were making fun of me. I heard Green going there a few times. <laughs> Did you wear a t shirt? No, no, I have no, no, I don't, uh, I, I know, I don't care. Yes, it, it, do do I meet the guidelines of being like the weight limit to wear a t-shirt? Of course I do. I've been there probably since middle school, but I don't know. I go shirtless. If you have a problem with it, look the other way. What's what's crazy is that the t-shirt is now becoming the norm, um, but they're not like the big white baggy cotton t-shirt that just like is glued to your skin. You know, they're the nice swim shirts. Um, so you don't have to worry about, you know, reapplying sunscreen on the kids a bunch, which is uh, nice and convenient. The kids really got a, a kick out of that. I don't think they've ever done a whirlpool before. So they were just, they were going along for the ride. I bet that was a good time for them. I went to a pool party on Saturday. No whirlpools, unfortunately. There there was, it, it was a great, it was a good time. It was a pool party we used to do when we were younger. It was at a friend's parent's house and it'd be a, a big to do. And just the last few years we had, we hadn't done it for maybe pandemic reasons or uh, whatever, maybe kids, probably the, the biggest, the biggest culprit in all this. Right. But uh, we, we, we went there Saturday, Friday was quiet didn't do much. Then Saturday did that. That was fun to, to get to see everybody. The, the pool party, I, I would guess there was probably like 60 people there, give or take. It was a lot of people, um, but it's the, the, our friends, parents, like I mentioned, and they have three daughters. We're friends with the oldest, and that that's our that's our connection there. And then there's a middle one, and there's a youngest one. 
but Roush, this happened back in the day, but we were younger and I'd, I'd kind of forgotten about it. But I'd kind of forgotten that like all three different groups of these girls invite their own friends. So it ends up being like three different friend groups that do intermingle to some degree. But for the most part, it's just like, oh, there's one group. There's the other group. There's the other group. And it's an interesting group of people because there was our group, which I'd like to consider us the, the good timers. I think um, I think the other groups probably would have labeled us the old kid group, probably most likely would be. Uh, I, I, I say good timers. They'd probably say like they were the kid group. Then there was the middle group. They were off kind of in a corner to themselves. They were the they were the vapors, Roush. They were just That's kind my of over guys. There, like, they were kind of over there vaping. They were enjoying the shade. Uh, they had a, like a corner of the pool that was just Shade City, USA, and they had their vapes, and they weren't they weren't going to leave it. And then there was the youngest group, and I, you know, youngest they were probably like twenty six or twenty seven. So we're not talking like in college or anything like that. These were the CrossFitters, Roush. Oh no! These were the that's worse than the vapors. They had just gosh gorgeous bodies. The the guys I don't think had like a pound of fat on them, and then the girls all looked good, and it was just like it, they they were off. They were in the sun. Um, the the vapors were drinking. The good timers were drinking. The CrossFitters were drinking, but it was like the it wasn't beer. I didn't see a single beer in any of their hands. They were white crawl. They, they were drinking like White Claws, things that I think were a little lower in calories. I guess Ultras and Miller Lights and whatnot aren't very high in calories. But they, they were not drinking the beers. But all these three different groups kind of stayed away from one another. Roush, have you ever, and it's got another name, and I can't think of the other name right now, but have you ever played Viking Chess before? Um, uh, It doesn't ring a bell, so you might need to enlighten me. You line up like five wood blocks. Like they kind of look like the big Jenga blocks like that you see at the bars. You line up five of them on one side, and then the other side lines up five. And then the middle, you have this little like king piece. And you have to throw these like wood blocks to try to knock down the other wood blocks. And it was, it was kind of fun. Um, it was kind of similar to like a, a cornhole-ish. But instead of just one target, you're kind of having to go across the board. It was a good time. We're playing, though. The CrossFitters come up to us. Oh, gosh. And they're like, hey, uh, if you all don't mind, we, we have next. And we were like, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, no, no problem Did they say all. bro? No, bro. They, 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 they're, they're not really the bro type. Um, they're more just like the, the carb counting type, I would guess. I don't know. They were, they were friendly. But then things get a little interesting. They're like, hey, do you mind if we have next? And we're all just like, yeah, no problem at all. And then the guy's like, because we, we had set this, this one up. We had set this up. And we were like, oh, well, if you, if you all want to play, feel free. And they were like, no, 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 no big deal. We did set it up. But we're, just as long as we get next, we're cool. And then we're, we say to them, well, it's a 12-person game. Like, you all can – you can have six on each side. Right. Like, you all can come play with us. Like, we've got – I think we only had, you know, five or six or something like that. It was like, come hop in. He's like, ah. We actually play like we play differently. So I, I think we're going to sit this one out. But it is our game. We did bring it. I just wanted to let you all know. And as long as oh we get next gosh. cool with it all. What a bunch of losers. We were. And it was just one of them. It was just you don't get guy. that kind of attitude from the vape guys. You don't get that from the vape guys. No. The, the, no. the vape the vape folks kind of kept to themselves for the most part. And they weren't over there making causing drama with the Viking chess. 
Um, but it, there was a sense of like, we've got a bunch of little kids here that are like three, two, one, that are sharing toys better than this 26-year-old bro, as Trevor would put it, just letting us know that it is their game. And if we don't do what they like, are you going to take it home? Are you going to take your ball and go home with it? Uh, so we, we finished up the game. I made sure to set it back up for them so it was going to be all ready for them when they were ready to play. And then they played. You're and such Roush, a good parent. The funny thing is, it looked very similar to the exact same way that we were playing. So I don't know what kind of different style they were playing. I'm, I'm not overly familiar with Viking chess, won't pretend to be. Um, but that was uh, that was kind of funny when the different groups had to intermingle with one another. That was one of the interactions. I, I do like how you're like, your pool party over the weekend sounds like like an episode of like the breakfast club like you have every like, you have like ali you have like the, the stoners and, and, and bender you've got like the outcast and she you got like the, the Emilio estevez uh crossfit jocks you have i feel like you're, you're more the principal in this group for some reason i don't know why like i see you walking in telling like the crossfits all right don't I, mess with the bull young guys you'll get the horns I just kind of forgotten how like that that party that pool party kind of normally sets up, and it was it was funny to see it unfold even with us all being older. But what normally happens is that pool party, as the night goes on, everybody just drinks a bunch, and then that's when the intermingling actually like begins. It's almost like a boy girl party back when you were in sixth or seventh grade, where it'd be like boys on one side, girls on the other. Maybe by the end of the night, you'd have just like the slightest bit of intermingling. But now we're all older, so like everybody had to get home. It wasn't really that type of party, be, at least not for the old timers. Be good maybe, beer maybe commercial. Every, maybe the vapors and the CrossFitters really got after it after we had left. But yes, we we had the baby with us, so we were we were gone long before things got too wild. But it was fun. It was fun Saturday. Then yesterday, boy, did we do like nothing, <laughs> nothing at all. Oh, that was at not least a I watched a movie that. trilogy. That was not a very productive day. We had Gigi, Grandma, all over. We had some donuts. Got to play outside, and then it just kind of got too hot. And it was like, let's just watch movies and hang out inside and not do much. And that's exactly what we did. So it was a good weekend. I'm well rested. I'm pumped to do some radio this week. I'm excited that July's coming to an end, just like U of L's TBT team. Uh, hopefully, you're not choking it away the end of July quite like they did. Trevor, what the hell happened to the VU? Oh, hell, I don't know. I woke up at like 1.30 and forgot the game was even on Saturday, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, and this comes back to what we talked about the last time you were on KRC. You've just lost a love for sports. Well, it's I'm sorry. Okay, first of all, you can't use as the, the not wanting to wake up and watch a TBT game as a love of sports. There's but nothing actually, else on. These are your favorite. These are the last players that were on good U of L teams, and they're playing. They're playing a Freedom Hall. There's a nostalgia. Nostalgia scent going on and I, you don't even want to smell it you don't even want to give it a sniff i did i did watch a little bit of the first two games well the first game more than the second because the second one i had to work a bats game my phone died at halftime of it but uh i did watch a little bit of the first game i did feel that nostalgia and i felt a little bit of that and the sad truth that you are correct that this is the, the players of our last like really good team and except for the, the covid year i guess maybe a little bit but uh it's i don't know that's the the, the tbt never i mean this thing's been going on for like a decade and whether it's U of L or not, it really just doesn't like move my needle at all, and I really hate the you know not to go old man rant to the the Elam ending is stupid to me, and I just I, I can only get into it so much, and that so much doesn't wake me up at noon on a Saturday. Even the, like not liking the Elam ending, I thought you would at least be a little bit more excited to watch your guys Peyton Siva and Russ mm -hmm. Smith. 
I did wake up I mean, going, oh, yeah, crap, I forgot the game was on this early. I mean, I did. I just, and then I looked and I saw we lost, and I was like, oh, well, that sucks. Do you think the, if the team they lost to was the gutter, any other animals, they probably would have won, but the fact that it was Cats, <laughs> Cards just couldn't get over the hump? No, because that, that, those Cats are always in the are gutter Cats to me anyway that we play uh, up by 65, and we, I mean, we, we, we've had a few wins in those. You know, I mean, I don't didn't, didn't, didn't you go like three years without beating us, I think? Granted, did, two of those games can, didn't occur, but. <laughs> can Lieberman, you all chickened out of one of them. Can Lieberman win the big one? A lot of people are wondering. He could win some of the opener round games, but when the lights got a little bit brighter, cards choked. That, that, that really was one of the like crazier Elam ending games that I've seen. You don't usually, I, I think U of L at, at its most like severe needed just two points. The gutter caps were, I think, six or seven away. I, I couldn't tell you. I, I do know. I think I read somewhere where it said free throws were a thorn in Louisville's side, which, from what I understand, were, were almost cost them the second round game as is, is, is against the, the Tennessee team. So, uh, it, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I would I mean, it have been nice to see him go on, but I'm not going to lose any sleep over it either or I tell you that much. I, uh, I, I was similar, Trevor, where I slept through it, but I was putting my kid down for a nap and just napped with him because I was. Just tired, um, because I had been up for four hours already. Uh, <laughs> but I did hear uh, how it unfolded from some of my little fan cousins, and because I just saw the final shot, I did not see that Louisville started the Elam ending on a seven to one run, something like that, and just needed to get one bucket to win and missed what, like six in a row, something like that. Yeah, the crazy thing the crazy thing was too though, like the gutter catch that was a if the Elam ending is meant to speed up the end of basketball games, one thing they don't take into consideration is teams just being ice cold. And both teams were ice cold. So it wasn't even like the gutter catch just kind of got this ferocious comeback where they got hot all of a sudden. U of L for I don't know, it almost seemed like 15 possessions just like struggled, struggled, struggled. And they maybe got a point here or they got a point there. Uh, and then Russ had about a 10-footer. The possession before the Gutter Cats hit a three to win it, UofL's last last possession, unknowingly last possession, but their last possession, Russ did his little move, went down the baseline, kind of did a jab step, created some space, and then had a like eight, nine-footer, and it looked perfect. It's a shot that he's hit a million times, and that fell off, and then Gutter Cats came down on the other end, and and banked in that fadeaway three. That really was a pretty tough way to to go out on a shot like that. But uh, it was, I think, a successful TBT run, all things considered, for the U of L team. They got thousands of people out there at Freedom Hall, which was kind of cool to see. But that was a that was a, that was a choke. They choked it away. Um, otherwise, they'd be playing tonight. I think at nine o'clock. What was it? Did, you, did what was the attendance for Saturday's game? I was curious if they were going to give uh, Wichita a run for their money with the seven thousand. No, I kept going down from Tuesday, and I I, I, I do I do think that just like the 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 ticketing issues they had Tuesday, I think scared some people away moving forward. Like that was fun, but do I really want to spend you know sixty dollars between buying two tickets and then go wait out in the hot sun for thirty minutes to get into the arena? I think that may have scared some people away. And then also on Saturday, though, there was a lot going on. You had. Uh, the the Jack Harlow kickball tournament, which isn't Rutherford, is, doesn't he do the PA or? Uh, he or he was in along with uh, Haskins uh, were the officials of that. Yeah, I saw some pictures, yeah. but okay. look forward to hearing the, the stories of that today later on. 
They do the officiating for that. I think that was going on at the same time. There was a bunch of other stuff that going on. That looks very hot. Very hot. Uh, yeah, did they do it at one o'clock in the afternoon? Yeah, the last yeah. time we did it last year it was after we did a lot. We did a show out there, and then did the the kickball game at like seven thirty eight. Yeah, when the sun was like kind of starting to you know come down a little bit, but and it was still hot. You know, this time last year when we did it out there. So yeah, I can't imagine. I'm a, I'm a little surprised that Brotherford doesn't call in and be like, hey, I because I know the heat really messes with his uh, long COVID a lot. Also, like it just. I mean, I, 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 for one, as a father of kids, appreciates getting things, you know, doing things early, right? That's when you can kind of, but uh, it was the hottest day of the year. I think Friday technically was the hottest day of the year. We didn't hit 90 yesterday. I think it was only like 89. So uh, a cool down just in time for uh, fall camps to begin. 72 yeah, degrees all day in the Kelsey Manor this weekend. What, what do you keep it at, Trevor? It's a 72 degrees. I, I, I never saw it higher than 72 degrees in, in this weekend oh, for me. Okay. 72 is not that bad. No. Yeah. yeah. You think you think a guy my size would keep the house a lot colder than that, but I used to keep it around 72, 73. 72 is not bad. Like, uh, our house is, it says it on the thermostat that it's much warmer, but I, I think I think our thermostat's a little off because it gets, <laughs> it gets chilly. You knock it down a few. But, um, yeah, I... It, I think TBT though, TJ, like it is a lot of fun, but those guys, I, I it, that was probably the, like the, the right end of the road for them. I think even if they would have won on Saturday, there would have been any gas left in the tank for tonight's game. I mean, three games in five days for a bunch of 30 year olds is a lot. Uh, you would have done four and seven. I want to say uh, that. Yeah. I, I think they would have, uh, not not had a chance to survive tonight. So, um, but all in all, I think most Louisville fans they were just happy to get that that good feeling back, right? Scratch that itch because it's been so long since they've seen wins. Unfortunately, though, they could not. We we can't make the jokes about winning more games in one week than Kenny Payne won in a year. So, um, close enough shame. though. I think. I mean, this was a nice little. Uh, you all had Canada. We had we we had a nice little you know appetizer to. This is for us before, you know, the football, our, our glorious football season begins here in, what, 32 days when uh, Roush, your nephew, uh, leads us back, leads us to the promised land? It'll be I here do, before I you do, know it. I do like the Trevor's. Like, yeah, it was nice to have a little something. I didn't watch it. I didn't take no, it. I, did, I mean, I watched on, t- like, my nostalgia yeah. only rode until, like, the, by the end of the third game. Like, the first game, you know, it was it was like my, me going to Vegas. The first time I went out there, I went all over the place. I watched, all, like, most of the game on Tuesday. A second trip out there, I'm like, yeah, I'm walking down the strip a little bit, but I'm gonna maybe stay a block within the hotel. By the third time, yeah, I'm not even waking up in time to leave the hotel. I'm just going downstairs to the casino. That's kind of was was a TBT. Yeah, I heard you mention this last week on Rutherford, where you were like, I, I sometimes don't even feel the need to leave my hotel room at the hotel. That's sad, Trevor. <laughs> just, there's no other, there's no other, nobody in America is listening to that and not thinking like that's kind of sad. What I paid for the room, why don't I take advantage of it? I use as much as I can. That's not what Vegas. That's not that's not how you do Vegas. That's what? not how you do Disney World. It's not how that's not how, that's not how you that's not how you do New Orleans either. You don't I mean, you don't go to these cities just to sit in your hotel room. I mean, we have hotel rooms. You can go stay at Scoots's hotel, and it'd be the same. Mm-hmm. And you and you miss a little bit part of that story, TJ. I, I said that with also saying that when I go out there, I also try to get the hotels with the nicest casino because that way you don't have. There is no reason to leave your hotel in Vegas if you have, you know, one with like three different casinos in the hotel. 
I, I don't totally disagree. I mean, if you're in Vegas, you need to go to more than just your hotel's complex. If you've that never been said, out there. You're not, you're not wrong about that. Like Vegas does set it up, mo- you know, most hotels, and especially the nicer ones, set it up where they, they don't want you to leave. They want you <laughs> wow. to stay on their property and, and spend all your money at all the different things they have going on. And you're right that you can do it. I was specifically criticizing your comment that you are you didn't feel the need to leave your room not your hotel, your <laughs> specific room, which I can only imagine what you've got going on in your room that you felt the need to want to stay there all weekend. You, th- you just, just imagine what the the, uh, the poor cleaning crew would find the next day. Uh, sure. Uh, I won't. I won't imagine that. There's a reason sure. why I tip my chambermaids. We're going to take our first break here on a Monday edition of Kentucky Roll Call. It was a big football recruiting weekend. We need to catch you up to speed there. What happened? As as Roush mentioned, fall camp not too far away. Uh, We've got sports to talk about. We've got a Thornton's text line to get to. We're going to have a fun show for you on your Monday morning. This is Kentucky Roll Call. And Trevor Kelsey here. television repairman got the ultimate set of tools i can fix it Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Nice oh, okay. 14.50 a.m. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Trevor Kelsey back on your Monday fun first segment. You'll have more fun when you stop into a, a Thornton's. They've got everything that you need, and we still have no Mega Millions winners. Wow. You can get your tickets at a Thornton's today. They hand out winners like it's candy, and they also hand out candy like it's winners at Thornton's. And you can become a Refresher Rewards member. Save time, save money each and every time. You fill up at the store at a Thornton's today. Get your Mega Millions tickets, and don't forget to give TJ a little bit if you win. Okay, whose week is it, by the way, on Lottery Week? Uh, I've got to keep an eye on when it's Trevor's week. Who's after Justin? I think Roush, maybe. I think me. Then Yeah, because I'm after Nick, so I'm next week. I'm after Dugan, and Dugan's after you. Yeah. So. All right, Roush. That means you got to bring home the the, the, the mega bills. I think it's actually mega bills at this point. I think it's over a billion now. It sounds right. Sounds right. Uh, just need my Thorns to hook me up. Um, okay. Ran into a roll caller at my Thorns the other day, so that was Hey-o. fun. Yeah, I, I felt bad because I was in a rush to 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 get somewhere. But that's what's nice about Thorns. You see people, you know, you say hey, and then you're on your way. To start a great day. Um, need to get to the Thorns text line. But, TJ, remember when I said last week there was a lot of people who were all worried about, like, oh, gosh, the Kentucky's not hosting a big recruiting weekend. Oh, what are they doing right now? This is how they're falling behind everybody else. It's like you're in my mind. <laughs> well, I, I think they might get three, maybe four commitments this week. So, man. Really, re- real shame they didn't have a big recruiting event this weekend. Real it, shame. It went well, didn't it, supposedly? 
I mean, they didn't. They just didn't have a recruiting event thing. Uh, across the country, some of the other big schools oh. had them. Like, you know, Ohio State did, Louisville did. Uh, uh, must yeah, have Jack Harlow this weekend for the recruits when the homies. That's how we sign them. Yeah, the thing is though, is it was over. Like they just did it Friday afternoon, and if you stayed the night, then they would go to the homies thing, I guess. But I mean, they left. Like it was over with after Friday or Saturday afternoon. But uh, like Ohio State, Marvin Harrison, not Marvin Harrison Jr., Chris Henry Jr., he committed at their event. They got that. So that that was one of those guys. I mean, this kid is. I'm just. Glad we don't have to sweat that one out because he was always going to end up at Ohio State. He's a stud. Is he the um, son also, of the former Chris Henry Bengals receiver? Yes, yes. And I, I, he, he plays with the UK commit. He's only a sophomore. He's a six six receiver, Trevor. And he just finished his sophomore his year. His dad Kids was six three, I think six four. He lives with Pac Man. Uh, Pac Man yeah. is his uh, like guardian. Yep, his I dad think. and Pac Man were West Virginia teammates. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, he yeah. he's going to be a stud. Aaron Scott, who. He was a long-time Ohio State lean. He went ahead and got it over with as well. Um, I think Hugh Freeze, he made a big flip um, during their recruiting weekend. But, like, Kentucky, they they still they, – they've got plenty going on. The Smith Twins, they visited for the second time in five days. Uh, I've heard that really – the you want to know the rub in this recruitment, TJ? Give Just me the rub. Got, Julian Tackett. Make sure these kids play football in the state of Kentucky. They aren't completely cleared yet. What are we waiting for? Just make it happen. Just make it happen. Can't have them not eligible in the state of Kentucky. They've even got um, a family matter that could that that should put more in their favor. It hasn't been ruled on yet, but we we got to get make sure they're eligible for Corbin because if they are, then things are winding up in Kentucky's favor. Do you know what the the hiccups are that are keeping them out, or what's the? I mean, it seems like it'd be somewhat cut and dry. Either you're eligible or you're not eligible. Yeah, it just I I, I don't think they're sweating it out, but the process is still ongoing, and it feels like I'm you know my friend deals with this a lot um, uh, in his coaching rank. Like it, it it feels like there's always a little bit of anxiety leading up to it, but they have been generally favorable i mean these kids went to a prep school and moved back so like yeah and i think they were even at the prep school for multiple years and now they're just wanting to come home because of some family stuff um so like i i don't think that would be the there would be a huge hold up but like julian tackett let's just make sure that that isn't hold up because here's the thing tj i'm getting i'm getting a sense here that um just the way the stars are aligning because Steven Souls, he visited last week. He's from somewhere in Tennessee. Uh, he's an edge prospect that's committing. I don't have the day. I, I think he's Wednesday, but I, I don't have a day pinned down for him. He's one of three guys that is probably going to commit to Kentucky this week. If you've got Steven Souls lined up, and you're probably going to get, again, if, if you think you can get these guys flipped from Michigan, that's another edge and a defensive end. I think that means that Brian Robinson, I've heard he could potentially be going to school in Columbus, I think he's just trying to play for an Ohio State offer. So we might be moving away from B-Rob to flip the four-star Michigan kids and then getting Steven Souls as our edge. So I think that's how things are sort of formulating as of right now. But um, things can change. I just I, I love the promise of having two four-star twin brothers um, along with this other kid that they could get committed this week. 
Well, I think you got to love the idea of taking people from Michigan. Always a good time. Mm-hmm. Nothing ever wrong with with going going and stealing stuff from a hardball. Always always enjoyable. Uh, I I say go get B Rob as well. Make all these things happen, and then if if he's playing for an Ohio State offer, maybe it doesn't come. Maybe it does, but you're just right there either way. Uh, there's never you want to get as much talent as possible, and there's not a cap on it. That's true. You look, at, you look at the teams Kentucky's competing against. They're doing very well in the recruiting rankings, believe it or not. Shockingly, it's funny how that stuff works. So, yeah, I, I love the updates that I was getting this weekend. Uh, I didn't. I don't love exactly your B Rob update, but still time left in that well, one. And then I don't think you mentioned Stone Saunders either. No, I, I had not gotten to him yet. But uh, yeah, and I just think it just Brian Robinson is obviously dilly dallying around. So Kentucky's not going to just wait on him, I think is the, the main key point there. You know, they're like, okay, well, you're going to do this. Well, we're going to we're gonna go find somebody else while you wait around. Uh, the door's still open here, but we can't be left empty-handed if you decide to go elsewhere. Makes sense. Makes sense. Tell me about Stone Saunders. Uh, this is you, you get Cutter Bully, and then you sure up a quarterback in the following class. This is uh, especially a guy from Harrisburg, PA. Maybe he was just – went to a Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, USL game and saw the Islanders and was like, they lost to Louisville City. I want to go play soccer in that state. I, what's the connection here? Uh, his dad trained Liam Cohen to get ready for the NFL draft. He was like wow. his quarterback coach. So Cohen's had the inside track for a while. It's best phrased as family friend. I think that's how we put it on the website when we write it. But the yeah, there's been a close familial connection for a long time. And so the the foundation has been there for a long time. He's a uh, top 300 by some recruiting rankings right outside of it and a few others. Uh, and I, I, I unfortunately did not, I don't think he actually made it to throw at camp this year, but did visit over the summer. Uh, but Cohen's been a big fan for him a long time. He's announcing Friday night at six 30 and he, uh, I, I I think Kentucky might even add a second quarterback in that class as well. So um, it, it it's just it feels good knowing that all right down the pike here, Kentucky isn't Upper Creek without a paddle anymore when it comes to quarterback recruiting. That was the case for the longest time, and now it looks like the Cats are finally on solid footing. And even even more so uh, when Kentucky starts getting these underclassmen on campus for games this fall. And then you have junior day next spring. Uh, Getting a quarterback committed early is incredibly important in establishing a class. Uh, So having this would be a nice shot in the arm and a nice way to get the ball rolling uh, as as fall camp begins this week. Absolutely. And they can do some recruiting for you too. They can help keep classes together. They can help bring in even more star players on the class. Uh, Obviously people – are going to wonder getting a commitment from somebody from Pennsylvania. Will they stay committed if they blow up? Well, you know, what, what happens there? Uh, the relationship with Liam Cohen though, Roush is right. That's something to keep an eye on. Uh, Stone Saunders was the first sophomore Gatorade player of the year in the state of Pennsylvania. He has a state championship. And again, this is all before his junior year of high school football, pretty impressive resume there from Stone Saunders. Yeah. And uh, interesting. So his dad taught Liam Cohen, and now his dad wants Liam Cohen to teach his son. 
is his dad maybe just very egotistical. I taught the guy that's going to teach my kid, thus I'm teaching my kid. It's very much a Mr. Miyagi-like, except <laughs> not dad. You know, just different different way to go about it. But I um, could be significant. Could be a significant addition. And even if he doesn't stick forever, you still get that recruiting bump with that class. You know, I mean, if Stone Saunders flips a year from now, you would still have a tertiary effect with all the guys that would kind of commit while he's in the fold. So that could be huge for the upcoming class in 2025. Um, but there's also another 2024, Jason Patterson. He led the state of Florida in rushing yards last year. He's committing on Tuesday. So there's it's a there's a good amount of people. And we didn't even mention Nigel Glover, who um, I think it's just he didn't go to Michigan and he didn't go to Penn State. So it's really just Kentucky or Ohio State um, at this point. And so we'll hear... Any day now, um, we should get some news from him. And um, there was a I, – I, I don't think anybody UK is willing to make a call one way or the other. Um, so, I, you know, they like where they're at, but anything can happen. It's just it's Kentucky or Ohio State. Who's it going to be? We'll find out. Find out soon. Does he have a date? Does he have any sort of date set? No, but camps – I think I, I'm not sure when Kentucky's first actual practice is, but all the practices begin this week. Uh, most of them are on Wednesday, so I, I'm just I'm going to assume he wants to do it today or tomorrow so he could get to practice. If I'm Nigel Glover, I'm telling whatever team, like I'm telling reporters, you guys will just see me in a fall camp. Like you'll just see number whatever number he's going to be, just roaming the sidelines. That's how you know that I'm at the college that I'm committed to. That'd be kind of fun. Like. And what's your case? <laughs> I, I did see Trevor. I did see that Uncle Brom making the first pra eight practices open to the public, which I thought was really cool. And that somebody in my mentions, Roush, say that UK's having some some stuff open. I know they're doing fan day on Saturday. That's the all open, they're going to have. That's yeah. all they're doing? For as yeah, far as I, I know. I, I, I can't. I wish they'd do more than that. Yeah, I think. Um, Greg might be on the hot seat from his brothers for opening up eight practices. Um, it's like, that's, that's their full install is eight practices. You could get the whole playbook if you really wanted. Um, <laughs> well, don't but worry. I don't think, worry. Uncle will keep a few things up his sleeve. Don't worry. I, I, I think the, the thinking is, too, if you open up eight, like there's just going to be less people at each one of them. Um, you know, that kind of loses its luster after a while. But um, – yeah, as far as I know, Kentucky will just have fan day. I'm still waiting. It would be nice to get a schedule of when they're going to practice. Still waiting on that. Uh, when we got to show up for things. So, um, But, yeah, it's uh, it's happening. Happening soon. I know Saturday, though, if you want to see Kentucky football practice, that's your best bet. They might give us – they'll do the thing, TJ, where they'll probably let media in for B-roll and we'll watch like half of a practice. At, like I'm going to say August 18th. But yeah, that's probably probably it. And then we'll see like a few throws, and everybody will go crazy. Or it'll be like one cool catch, and everybody will yeah will lose their minds. Yeah, that'll be a good time. Well, no, that, that is cool for U of L that they're gonna they're gonna make it more open for fans. Uh, just the idea of UK being more open to fans just isn't going to happen with either one of the head coaches running the two major programs where things stand right now. And that's a bummer for for fans, but just win, and I think it, it doesn't matter as much, Trevor. I would agree. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, all right, well, keep the text in. The text line's a little slow on your Monday, but it's a new week. We we totally understand it. Keep them coming on in, 502-414-1450. I'm sorry. I'm Roush, to blame for this somehow, probably. You're, you know, you're not. You're not You're not to be blamed for anything. We're happy you're here, and you woke up. Was it hard waking up? Uh, a little bit. I The alarm went off at 5.55, and I thought, uh, may, maybe a few more minutes, but... Took, took, took the mask off, and it kind of got, I had a flashback to old days because who took the mask off, the, the dogs jump in bed and want to play, and I'm kind of reminded me of the old days of kind of playing with the dogs before I get out of bed and have to come talk some sports with you guys. Oh, a little nostalgia there. A little nostalgia, and then, you know, I got up and no traffic at all, so it would have been nice kind of just moseying my way down to the, you know, end of the house and just getting on the laptop, but, you know, it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be me doing KRC without being alone in the studio, right? Exactly. That's what we wanted you to feel right at home there. <laughs> Leave that nice gasoline smell for your nose alone. I, I don't smell it, but then again, I don't know. You know, it's probably it pro- it's probably like you know cologne compared to my normal smells. <laughs> you come home, your mom's like Trevor. You got a date tonight? No, <laughs> just, just at the studio. So somebody, somebody's got just, the uh, somebody's pulled out the Calvin Klein's body spray over there. No, I cracked up when Rutherford's like, my wife, she knows when I've been at the studio. It's almost like a shrimp, it's almost like an adult entertainment bit. It's like she knows. She can smell it on me. She, Mike, have you been at that studio again? You have you like been cloves. at that studio talking your, your sports, your disgusting sports talk at that disgusting place? She says when he, he, she get, he gets you. home, she makes him take a shower right away. You're pathetic. You're <laughs> pathetic, Mike. You can't help yourself going back to that studio. You don't know. There's like it, it's the best compared, Roush, probably to like a mechanical car smell. Like if you go get your car worked on, it, right. mechanics place. Is that you think that's probably pretty fitting? Yeah, yeah. The smell just smells like oil and gas, and I don't know. It's not. It's not what a, a sports radio station should smell like, though. Uh, but it was funny hearing Mike talk about it because my wife is like almost literally the same. She doesn't make me take a shower when I get home, but she will want me to like change a shirt because it'll be like if I'm going to be laying on you or like we're going to be in close proximity to one another. I don't want to be smelling whatever the hell that is. So uh, it's funny that it's just not just not me that smells it. I'm glad Mike has similar encounters. I am curious. What, what, what would you describe this, the, the normal smell of a sports station to smell like? Axe body spread. <laughs> when I worked at Cumulus, we had—I mean, we had boxes of those. Like the, it wasn't the Axe, but it was the Playboy body spray. Like when I think it was just—I mean, we had cases of these things. Like, like an entire Playboy office full of it. What was Playboy body spray? A like a dollar store dollar store version of Axe body spray, pretty much. There's really not much difference. I would put it on sometimes, like in the car, to cover up certain smells, and I had to stop doing it because, like, within like seconds of me doing it, my eyes would start watering and burning, and I feel like I'm trying to drive and I can't drive because I don't know what it is. It just like didn't make my eyes just start. It'd be, it'd be like I just released like a I didn't tie it like Tupperware full of cut onions or something in the car. Like it didn't have the smell, but it had the same effect. Speaking of radio studio smells, uh, not not at our studio, but shout out to Andy Sweeney. He accepted a new gig. I think he's going to be in a, a bigger market, a national market. I think that's something he had been wanting for a little bit, and he got it. So we don't know all the details, but congrats to him, uh, and best of luck moving forward. He's been he's been a staple of Louisville radio 
over a decade or so. Wait a minute, I thought he was going to work at KSR Bar and, and joining and going to move to Lexington to KRC or KSR. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I thought he was doing. That's what I thought I heard. That's not true. I don't think that's it. I don't oh, think that's, that's it. Not it. I really don't know where he's going or what he's doing. I know he's vacationing in Atlanta, so maybe it's something down there in Atlanta, just putting two and two together. But uh, he he's on to to bigger and better things. He won't have to cover four win basketball teams anymore, Trevor. <laughs> well, you don't know that. He depends where he don't know where he's going. Actually, because <laughs> guess cool. what? If he's going out west, there's a certain school out in Berkeley that won even less games than we did last year. We weren't the worst, my friend. Oh no, no! There was a Cal team. Went fewer than four games. They won three. They won only three games. They won three wasn't, games wasn't, last year. Wasn't Devin Askew out there? Yes, he was. Player until he got hurt. <laughs> yes, he, he got was. hurt in like February. That's right. I knew he got hurt. I, I did not know they only won three games. I knew that like they, at one point it was you know nip and tuck with U of L on who was going to have fewer wins. But poor Devin Askew. <laughs> yeah, yeah I feel bad for him. College basketball just meat grinder here that stinks okay uh well that's the end of hour one we've got a whole another hour coming up we're gonna get Just to the like Thor's text line uh we need to talk a little bit about basketball we touched on it on friday but are the cats adding another piece the croatian sensation many people are saying we'll come back we'll tell you the latest there we'll get the text messages we're gonna have come to back for hour two of kentucky roll call with walker and Raj. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky tomorrow after his vacation. But in the meantime, we've got Trevor, who was the original Kentucky Roll Call producer from 2018 to what, 2021-ish? Day one until, yeah, about it was mid, I want to say summer of 21 is when when I bounced, I think. Somewhere in that, somewhere in that yeah. ballpark, and then ever since Rutherford's been with the show, coming up uh, 2021 August, you've been the producer there. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's crazy to get like Facebook reminders of stuff for Rutherford's show. Like it's been over a year now. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's insane how fi- how fast time flies, doesn't it? It's coming up on two years now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll be two years. It'll be two years in uh, August. Yeah. A lot of great programming here on the Big X. You got. Matt Dennison, Hoosier Report at 11. John Spears, although I think he is going to be out today with the with the golf scramble. These guys and their golf scrambles, although I missed literally last Monday because of a golf <laughs> scramble. But, but who's counting? Uh, you should miss work for our golf scramble. And that is a month from tomorrow, as a matter of fact. Ooh, it's going to be September wait. 1st at Elk Run Golf Club. It's in southern Indiana. It's just about a 10-minute drive from, from downtown Louisville, uh, maybe even shorter than that. It's, it's, it's very accessible, uh, and it's a fun course. We're going to have a great time out there. We're going to be doing Kentucky Roll Call at 7, and then we'll be doing our show live. We'd love to see you while we're doing the show until 9. Once we get off the air, we're going and picking up our golf clubs. We're putting them on the carts, and then the shotguns, shotguns start will begin right there around 9 15 9 30 we're gonna play golf it's gonna be a scramble we're gonna have contests we're gonna have prizes it's gonna be fun afterwards we're all gonna meet up tell our golf stories that's an underrated part about a golf scramble is the the link up afterwards how'd you play did you hit it i hit a 30 foot putt he hit a 30 you know you talk about everything that went on out there on the course 
And then Mike Rutherford and Trevor Kelsey are going to be doing their show live from Elk Run. That's going to be starting up right when about everybody's getting off the course, give or take. And you can stay and hang around, laugh at Trevor, laugh at Rutherford, laugh at UofL. And they're going to lead into the UofL Georgia Tech game, the start of the Brahm era by the time their show ends at 6 o'clock. Football starts at 7. So it's going to be a really, really fun Friday, September 1st. Labor Day weekend, get it started off the right way with the Big X kickoff golf scramble, and you can email bigx at yahoo.com to lock in your spot. I wouldn't say we're necessarily in jeopardy of running out of spots, but we, we're, we're going to probably have to be, we're already having to stack up tees. So like with the shotgun start, you're gonna, we're going to probably have a 1A, 1B, stuff like that. So if you are looking to get in, just to be safe, I'd lock in your spot as soon as possible. It's $40 a person, $160 a team. You're not going to beat that price for a scramble, and we're going to have a blast out there. We can't wait to see you. I can't I can't wait. I've had people already reaching out to me and asking me, you know, is there spots left? I'm like, well, go follow the flyer that TJ put out. Go to go to the, go to that Gmail and, and get down there. So hopefully they've gotten a hold of you. And now you said because I've you know me, I'm like I will be outside. I can't wait. Uh i I'll be doing the golfing. I don't know how much I'll golf, but I'll at least be uh you know, chauffeuring some people around in the golf cart while they're golfing and having a little good time and what we'll call little Tijuana. But the uh, – so will it be ending, though, like the, the time-wise? Like, will I – I'll get done with – how much time should I have done when I get done with the, the golf stuff before I have to be on the air with Mike at three? Well, you're you, – it's unlikely that you're going to be out, like, playing every hole. I was thinking it'd be fun if we got you on a nice shady hole – and then people, once they come up to the green, they could pay you $5. You don't get to keep it. It'd, it'd go towards something. Well, you lost me already. And you, could, <laughs> and, you, and you could putt. Like, you know, you get – in a scramble, Trevor, everybody gets one shot. From, from the best shot, everybody gets an additional – they get one shot there. So on the greens, you know, the four people could putt. You could be the fifth putter. And if it goes in, it counts for their score. If it doesn't go in, then, then no harm, no foul. Uh, what would you think of that? Um, I mean, other than it's kind of at first sound like you were describing me as like a circus attraction. You were going to put up at, at hole six and, you know, come by and give them three tickets and, and laugh at the, and, and laugh at the, the, the sloth of the big X. But I mean, I can handle that. I, I thought I'd go like maybe from hole to hole, you know, like the high school days, but you know, I just, uh, I can, hang, I can hang out one spot. I, I also just wouldn't mind Trevor heckling. Like, heckling people like, like, i can heckle because i feel like that's i don't know if putting will be oh. his strength tj but i just like you will not make this putt jackass like i i i think that could be right up trevor's alley the heckling hole come on roush we gonna trevor, go to sizzler we gonna take me to sizzler roush i say we decorate like trevor's car uh, cart make it kind of look like a ca- clown cart that we put like streamers <laughs> and stuff on it to give him a horn and whatnot and what happens is a group can pay him to go heckle another group. And the only way oh. that group gets them to stop heckling is they give Trevor a few bucks so he can go on somewhere else. So you're just paying Trevor to shut up. You're just you're paying him to leave you alone. It's yeah. contrary, we'll, to contrary to the ex paying me not to, to keep talking. I mean like he'll just heckle your <laughs> golf game until you just give him a few bucks and tell him like, okay, now go over to that group over there. And you could get some rivalries where like, you know, you, they just keep sending Trevor back and forth to him. Uh, another good idea would be to potentially have Trevor like buy a hole and uh, right next to the green or something. And then we have a wheel of the seven deadly sins and whatever it lands on, Trevor has to like emulate that seven deadly sin to somehow. Uh, hopefully it doesn't land on lust 
that that probably yeah, wouldn't be that would golf be course appropriate. And if it but does, if it were, I'll be wearing long pants. But if it were like gluttony, you know, he'd have to put down fifteen Red Lobster cheesy biscuits or something like that. Well, I'd be having. Do you think I walk around with fifteen cheesy biscuits from Red Lobster on a regular basis, TJ? We'll have you covered. We'll Normally, I only Jacob. keep five or six in my pocket for the record. But. We'll get in. We'll get intern Jacob out there for it. Uh, if it's if the wheel lands on sloth, you just you know you just don't move. That'd be a good one. I, I just you. plant myself like in front of the pin and just sit, sit there. You thought the cloud was tough. Get around me. <laughs> I, I had to hit it off Frankenstein's fat foot. Uh, Trevor's Trevor Trevor's like sitting like leaning up next to the pin. You want me to pull it for you? <laughs> well, we get, we, we already on got green. one backstop. So. If it lands on greed, I make him give me another five bucks before they can actually hit the ball. Oh, we're coming up with ideas. We're idea people. Oh, uh, did the yawning was unnecessary, you jackasses. <laughs> text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Don't have lunch plans today. Think about salsaritas. I would imagine we'd probably have salsaritas. I'd like to have salsaritas out there at the scramble. It'd be fun if you're getting off the course and you got, like, catered salsarita. I think they've got a food truck, too. They'd probably make some money if they went out there. But uh, they are open for lunch whether they've got a food truck or not. They do have two physical locations in Louisville. One is out in Middletown. It's got a drive through St. Matthew's covered patio, renovated just a couple years ago. Really, really nice. Uh, nicer than the buildings themselves, though, or the food you're going to eat inside the buildings or when you take it to go. You can download the app, have the food waiting for you. When you get there, just pick it up and hit the road. You'll save money each and every time you buy at Salsaritas. I think it's one out of 10 entrees or something, you get a free one. So pretty good deal and really, really delicious, wildly addictive chips with hot and spicy sauce. So check out Salsaritas today, deliciously different, and you will not be disappointed. Okay. Should we talk about the Croatian sensation briefly? Is Trevor shaking in his boots about the Croatian sensation coming in? He's got to be. To the Yum Center this year and dropping 40, maybe 50. I just peed myself a little. Keep, keep containing it a little bit here, people. Uh, you did have, it seemed like things were moving incredibly quickly, Roush, between UK and Croatian, what, seven foot two, seven foot three center, Zamanir Ivacic. Looked like maybe a commitment was going to come Friday, and then maybe some people thought on Saturday. And then you have Ivacic follow the rest of the UK team. Yep. And I don't know exactly where, where things stand at this very moment. But it seems pretty clear most people are anticipating this dude being a Kentucky Wildcat, Roush. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the only factor now appears to be time. But I also do get a little, I don't want to say worried because that's not the right word. But I, I don't like when things feel imminent and then just nothing happens. So maybe there's still a few T's to cross and I's to die. Um, but yeah, it did seem like that that was going to happen over the weekend. Um, at the latest and so still waiting um but I, I i'm more than happy to welcome with arms wide open uh, because that dude i i'm going to try to pump the expectations but watching him against european competition it's just it's silly at times it really is silly i don't i i think what we said on friday regarding this guy they're 
expectation that he'd come in and dominate college, I think, is dream weaving. I think he'd get pushed around. I think he'll at times have trouble just kind of holding onto the ball a little bit. Um, but he can spread the floor. He can shoot threes and he can block shots. And if this is a backup plan just because your two bigs are injured, this is what we were asking Kentucky to do, to just make sure you set this thing up where the talent is not going to go wasted. If you had a situation where Uganda and Bradshaw were both out for an extended period of time and you had to play Trey Mitchell as your true five, could be okay. I, I, I do think it'd bring the ceiling down of what this team could be. You don't want that. So if that's even a chance of that happening, even if it's below 20%, even if it's below 15%, if you still have time and you still have options and you still have resources – why don't you do what you can to try to sure that up? And if you can get somebody who at the European U16 championships, well, who cares about his stats? Let's do the U20 championships. He averaged 11 and a half points, five rebounds per game. What I would compare him to is just those teams Kentucky played at Global Gym. Imagine this guy being one of the better players on those teams. Um, were you blown away by any particular players Canada had one good dude. I think after yeah. like each each of them had like one or two pretty talented guys. Right, right. Imagine him just being one of those two talented guys, in my opinion. That's where I think he'd fall in line. He averaged eleven and a half points, five rebounds per game, several block shots as well. He can shoot threes. He likes to shoot threes. Um, doesn't hit at like a forty percent clip, but still hits. I think it was like thirty four percent during that tournament that he had played in. It's a solid option this late in the game. And again, I think it's a lot better option than a Somto Cyrell, which I still would be all, all, all for bringing him on board. I think he'll develop more in UK system than he will in overtime elite. Um, but the expectation for him would be somebody that's just to go in there and get fouls. I think with this European, the Croatian sensation, I think you would more look, hey, he could be a scorer for you and he'll be a shot blocker for you. Those two things you could see him being able to do. Now, will he get pushed around? Will he be able to defend? a college five, he'll probably get pushed all over the place, but maybe his length will make up for it. But things seem to be moving in the right direction. It looked really hot and heavy on Friday. Things have calmed down a little bit, but it still seems like this will be UK's top option. Uh, but there are eligibility concerns too, which bring up a whole different question. A lot of people are going to think in his canter with this whole thing, and uh, understandably so to some degree. Yeah, we, we haven't – I know um... – Kyle Tucker initially referred to some potential hurdles. Do we do we know for a fact if there is any sort of professional element to this that could be a hiccup down the road? Or is it more of a just like, hey, getting through the NCAA clearinghouse can be kind of a pain in the butt if you didn't go to high school? I don't know. You know, it kind of seems like haven't hasn't the NCAA moved past all of like being the heavy on eligibility? Isn't this like a new age NCAA where anybody and everybody can be eligible and you can no, play uh, a million years if you want to? Yeah, but you got to get in initially. And there's two kids that UK recruited. One went to A and M. One was at UK who ran into those problems. So you got to you got to get in eventually or at some point first, just to just to get the ball. Rolling. I think it's once you get in TJ, you're pretty much. It's like the union. Once you get in, you can pretty much do what you want. Yeah, you're you're a main man basically yeah. at that point. As long as you just show up to class. Because Louisville's had issues, supposedly, with the, the Memphis recruit, Tyler Johnson, with academic, supposedly, rumors. So. It's, supposedly, uh, 
does have a $700,000 euro buyout, euro dollar buyout. Trevor, what's the translation on 700 euro? Mm. Uh, I believe that translates to uh, 92 American dollars, TJ. Oh, so 700,000 euros is just $92? It's easy. I'll pay it. It's on the same equivalent as the yen, I believe. Yeah. Oh, it's actually more. Um, so it's about almost like a $775,000. A lot of money. 700,000 in euros is $700 in American? No, $775,000. The euro isn't very strong right now. It's about equal to the dollar. Ah, okay. I thought it was. You, I, thought, I thought. I thought it was like seven a thousand euros to like one dollar. Uh, doesn't. I. I don't think it appears that way. So it's stronger than the peso, at least. Okay, that's good to know. That was foreign money on today's Kentucky roll call. Uh, so that's an interesting part. I don't. I don't know. I you know, there's money. things are crazy with the OTE right now. Things are crazy with like the COVID year. Nobody knows what year these people are playing. Um, now. Adding to the craziness, UK may have to play a, pay a European club buyout. I don't know what the NCAA rules are of that. I wish I did. I wish I could let people know. Um, there's got to be some similar examples, Roush, of, of players, European players coming over and playing college basketball in America. That Like, there has to be. What about Bescobi for Tennessee? What about all of yeah. these Europeans? Well, like they had Gonzaga, Arizona. Yeah, how do they get it all figured out? I'm not. I'm not exactly sure. But you know, maybe the the, the kids themselves pay it, or it's just like they get a loan because they know that they're probably going to be in the NBA at some point. And this kid was in the NBA draft this year. He he was projected to be a second rounder, or maybe get drafted in the second round, and he ended up pulling out of the draft and wanted to develop a little bit more. So this could, you know, what what if this player ends up being one of UK's better players before it's all said and done? I wouldn't expect that to be the case, but. Would be kind of cool. Would be. I mean, Lowell found a core for last year in the middle of the season in, in like South Africa, and he got eligible. That's another. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's a good point too. They brought him in just middle of the year, ready to rock and roll. Now, a, a question could potentially be: Were they trying to maybe get him in at the beginning of the semester, but it was just so hush hush because the whole thing there was quiet, and they couldn't. So then, you know, after a few months, he got the work done needed. That's a possibility. But then you think at a minimum, then you could get the Croatian sensation by the middle of the year, it, it, you know, by December, worse comes to worse. But if UK is putting in all these eggs and they sent Chuck Martin over to Europe to watch this dude and meet with them and chat with them, I would think that they think that they've got a pretty good chance with it. Now, they thought they had a pretty good chance with Dennis Cantor. That's over a decade ago. That whole situation was beyond bizarre. But I think the NCAA has kind of lightened some of the rules and eligibility concerns it was 10 years ago on the calendar tj but in in the world of college athletics it was like a century ago yeah yeah just attitudes towards any of that have just completely flipped Um, and i'm surprised like ennis Cantor or ennis freedom and his like you know political movement that he's got going on i'm a little surprised he didn't talk more about that like he did have his college career just taken away from him because a couple of journalists just wanted just wanted him not to play college athletics. I guess he just has really other th- more important things on his mind than thinking about the college, not playing in college basketball right now. You're probably right, Trevor. I think you're. I think when you're talking about like you know slavery in China and stuff like that, 
Um, <laughs> the fact that you didn't get to be on a Final Four UK team, maybe. I, I, Although, see, Cantor's, you press, Cantor's press conference. Freedom, freedom. Can you t- tell us about your, your thoughts on, on the slavery in China? I would, but first, I want to talk about Pete Dammel and what he did to me at UK. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the real. That's the, Mark, that's that's the, the real injustice. We get rid of Pete, Pete Dammel. We get peace in China. I promise you, people. Mark Emmer, <laughs> Pete Dammel, Little Richard. No, Little Richard Bettino. He tried to sabotage Eric Bledsoe. That wasn't in his camp. Nah, Bledsoe did a good job at his own sometimes too. Well, he played, so he didn't he get did. sabotaged at all. Yeah, he did. He, he didn't did, get did sabotaged at all. He played. He beat U of L, and he was fun to watch. Although now, not in the NBA. He's still in the NBA, isn't he? Isn't he's got to be on a contract? No, I, think, so. I think he's been out the last two years. But he's like on a contract. He's just been injured, right? No, no. I think he's oh, just out. Wow, I thought. Good Lord, really? I mean, he's been in the league for over ten years. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Wall's still bouncing around. Everybody yeah, else in that team, like to, I mean, well, I know Cousins he, is kind of out. He played in uh, 22, so I think last year would have been his first year out, and he was with the Clippers. Yeah, yep, yep. I mean, he, was nine he, he just missed the Bucks run. He was he was traded for Drew Holiday. Um, like, he was he was a part of that deal. Went to the Pelicans and then the Clips for a year. And after that, was done. Only played in 54 games his final season. Hmm. I, just, I thought he would have just been, like, on a roster somewhere, I guess. Like his last hey. technically term, he was waived by the Blazers on July sixth of last year. Yeah, and he's—I mean, he's thirty-three. So yeah, and he know, made one hundred twenty-six million according to Sports Reference. I guess he can sit back. Yeah, yeah, it's not, not bad. Not a bad. Not career. bad for a guy that skipped pre-algebra. I think he also <laughs> played in China a little bit too. So Did he? Um, okay. a, te- a texter on the Thornton Stex line uh, along these same lines, so somewhat on the same topic, which is rare here on Kentucky Roll Call. John here. Good morning, TJF and. Cowabunga. This was from Friday, folks. I wish it was TJ Friday, John. Hope you had a good weekend, though. First off, KRC crew, thanks for so much talking about the 7-2 Croatian big, Zamanir Avicic. I did enjoy the mixtape I saw in an article I read. They were saying that he's being compared to Christoph Porzingis. Call me crazy, but I can see it. I know the level of competition he was playing against was low, but Avicic can move like he is an athletic small forward to bring him down to the team and that will win it all. On a side note, please throw some prayers and positive thoughts that I do not get hurt in the ring on Saturday. Well, have a great weekend. Got to go talk to you later. John, I hope you didn't get hurt in the ring on Saturday. I know you posted the video. I've not seen it yet. I need to uh, watch that video. I know I've been wanting to. I saw that he, he posted something on the website. I've been looking for it. I'm, I'm, I'm happy here, John, getting into the wrestling stuff. And Evansville is a popular place for wrestling, and I know John loves his wrestling. So He's, been, he's been doing a, a bit more of it. Uh, yeah. You could probably give him some pointers, Trevor. Uh, no, I can tell him what not to do. Like, oh, I, yeah, that'd be a point. I, I mean, I can tell him what to, you know, how to take a bump. Just don't you know, do as I say, not as I do. Don't, 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 don't expect me to do it. But a bump, the, the, in, the, in, the ring, a bump in the ring. Either or. Uh, and I mean, this, and, and I can see, I mean, the kid's seven two, 200 pounds. I mean, yeah, he obviously does look like uh, Porzingis probably. Yeah, I think just like what any big European white dude that will shoot threes, that's probably a pretty easy with, comparison. With that frame, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's uh, Dirk Nowitzki. <laughs> People forget Nowitzki improved as he, he, he stopped shooting threes early. This, he, that was his early career. Uh, as, as, as he got older, he, he moved away from the three-point line and became the better player he was on the low post. Yeah, but if he was going through right now, it would be nothing but three-point city with the way oh, basketball yeah. is nowadays. Yeah, he would be uh, shooting. He shot a lot of them in his early days, too. 
if Dirk Nowitzki, you know, they say that he almost came to Kentucky. He, if he would have played college basketball, it would have been at UK. That's why our buddy TJ Beisner is such a big Dirk fan. I mean, along with being a Mavs fan, but yeah. along those same, those same lines as well. Uh, those long twos, Roush at Rupp Arena, really would have gotten the UK fans moaning and groaning. Yeah, yeah, but you know like what? He shoots I... it at eighty-two percent, but it's a long two. <laughs> it's a long two. <sighs> well, he would have played what? So what, he didn't play on the team after the post Tubby Championship team, right? That would have been the team he'd have been on. Was it like ninety-nine? He was in the ninety-nine draft, I think. It was. Yeah, so no, he's either ninety-eight or ninety-nine. I can't remember. I always forget. I think that UK team lost in the Sweet Sixteen. Was that a he, USC Sweet Sixteen loss in ninety-nine? He was in the ninety-eight draft, so he would have been. Oh, he was in the ninety-eight draft. He would have been on the ninety-eight comeback catch. Don't think they would have been doing as much coming backing. <laughs> I guess you wouldn't oh, have man. to. I wouldn't have to hear any more about the Derek Anderson injury excuse. That was 97, my bad, sorry. That was 97 in the overtime game, which is a totally valid and true excuse. Uh, I, I, I just I got to interrupt this, guys. John's wrestling match was outside in the rain. Um, oh, that's not, not easy to do. Safe. No, that's that, – the, the, I don't think yeah, – I, I, wrestling ropes can get very, very slippery. I mean – I don't know that, what kind of – Everything like, looks very wet. Was He, a, took, he was, took a cane to the chest. Oh, my good uh, heavens. Yeah, was, um – was it well attended? Uh, it, was, it was raining, so yeah, no, that's my point. Like I would think nobody would be there. Yeah, but I mean, I mean it, there's a, there's a dozen or I mean, there's you know yeah. there's some people there, but like that's, John, those are loyal fans, buddy. Hey, it's a lot, a lot. Some of the wrestlers you see on national television started out wrestling in front of twelve oh. people. Oh man, I love it. We've got somebody took a pan to the head. Uh, Always good cooking pan, I assume. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. yeah. And those are great too because they make a loud sound, but they they're basically just aluminum foil. Yeah, like a kendo uh, stick, pretty much. Yeah, kendo yeah. stick does. I mean, yeah, it can leave marks, it, but it it make the sound of it that's hitting is more brutal than the actual punishment it takes. It is right. worth mentioning that wrestling is fake. It's, no, 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 this, no, no. This it's, cor- totally it's choreographed, but you know, it's not fake. It's fake because they make the storylines. They say, "Hey, you're gonna win, you're gonna lose." Really sell it up for the fans today. It's the entertainment business, you know. It's, Nothing wrong with it. Nothing j- wrong with grown men doing some wrestling, faking storylines. You still avoiding like a, taking that uh, chop from uh, from a, from a pro wrestler there, TJ? You were the one that was getting it set up. What happened? Then <laughs> they, they were afraid. They were kind of afraid it hurt you. <laughs> Most of the people were. Do I, am I allowed to chop back? I, you can attempt. I yeah. I'll give a <laughs> chop. A uh, texter says over under aliens bigger or smaller than scoots. I think most people would probably say bigger. I mean, if they're bigger, do you think they would try to take over at some point? I, I'm gonna. I think their size is what's stopping them from taking over. I think. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, size matters, man. What are they gonna be like one-on-one combat with people? I mean, could you imagine if the, the world got tried to take over by like you know aliens look like Ewoks? I mean, it's just not gonna work. Ants can take uh, over the world if they wanted to. <laughs> what is this? A center really for believe, ants? Do you believe so? <laughs> You think if ants all all got together, all the ants in the world got together, they could take over the world? My aunt Carol, my aunt Tannis, yeah, they are yeah. pretty. They're strong, independent women. They could definitely take over the oh. world. <laughs> okay. The uh, one of the low key in fascinating parts of this wrestling match too is the security that's there for the event. Looks like just like some seventeen year old kids. 
and sure they got shirts that say security on them. They're tucked in. It's like, oh, you're you aren't stopping any of these big guys if they're actually fighting. Now, like, that, 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 no spoiler, but I guess too much. But does John get over? Does he win? I, I can't. It's hard to tell. It's hard, it's hard to, to tell if he won or not. <laughs> what the, the hell? The, the, the <laughs> The thing is, is his his finishing move isn't at the, the end of the ring, so that's that's not great. Wait, what do you mean it's not at the end of the ring? I mean, it's not you know, it's not at the end of the match. So it's I don't know if it's technically a finishing move if well, he's not finishing. It could be a false a false finish. It's not uncommon in wrestling. It's overused in yeah. WWE. Uh, he's calling for a rematch, or somebody is. So, can you um, describe his finisher to me? Maybe I can. Uh, uh, not really. There's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, not it's really. just he like picks the guy up and another guy you goes know, down. I mean, well, it's just you know the camera angles aren't great, so I think he does like a kick, kick kind of. Uh, Trevor, you could just watch it after the show. Oh, I will watch it after the show. Don't worry about that. But let let well, let, let Dave Meltzer want, Jr. over here give us a description. You, yeah, you you don't want me to spoil this. You awesome definitely don't want to spoil a radio show by going play by play on an Evansville <laughs> amateur wrestling match. A texture says, intern cat would have hotter alien takes than P. Diddy. And message from, uh, are we sure P. Diddy isn't from Quiet City? Um, those two text messages. Was, was Patrick, like, keeping quiet to him? So he's, I've never had a problem with him being quiet on a Rutherford show. Oh, yeah. You no, know, you know, he just sometimes just kind of, just quiet. Sounds like a sleepy teenager. Yeah. What? Seven, you know, it's 7.30 a.m. Well, be like, hey, P. Diddy, what do you think about this? It's good. That's <laughs> What was this? What was so bad about his alien takes? Is he does is he like he does he not believe in them like I do? I think he was just like I think they may exist, and I was like, all right, good radio. <laughs> okay, I know he did fine. He did fine. I know. I'm the sure Texas, he did. Texas was just being tough on him. The fact he they woke up just... for all, all but one morning for me, I, he did great in my eyes. A texter says Joe Rogan says so, so it has to be true. A texter says, this is going to give away a lot of information, but I guess Google does that anyways. Our town festival is this weekend, UFO days, true story. It's been going on for at least 40 years. Isn't that somewhere in western Kentucky? Oh, yeah, because they have the, um, the UFO aliens. days. It's like somebody decorated like an old trailer and, like that was just stuck there, and it, it turned into a, a thing. No, there's uh, a town in Kentucky where, yeah, okay, I just did it. Kelly yeah. Little Green Men. That's Day. what I came but up that's with. That's in August. That hasn't actually happened yet. Um, it says it's outside oh, of Hopkinsville. Yeah, Kelly, Kentucky. Oh, was, oh, okay, that's the name of it. Okay, I got you. Well, maybe not. I don't know, but you're. Right. I just that's thought I saw Kelly Little Kelly Little Green Men. I thought that was the name of the festival. For all intents and purposes, so Kentucky's got a history with UFOs and whatnot as well. Uh, I'd like to go to that someday. I bet it's fun. Nothing like a good old fashioned festival. Which, by the way, is, is there are, are summer picnics over with? Are we it's a, it's a 1955 is when they had the UFO sighting. For what it's worth, back in 1955, Ooh. summer picnics are over except for the granddaddy of them all, St. Joe's. That'll be next weekend. Is that right? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good one. We always like the St. Joe's one. Um, although I don't think we've ever taken Lucy there. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think we've taken the boys there. It just the uh, the parking and walking to getting over there might be a bit of a pain for them. But I'm also used to going later on at night. Back when I was like a poophead teenager, and that was when you went to go get some shenanigans. You know, never been the only, the only, only the only uh, 
whatever the, the picnic I've ever been to was with uh, you guys on the show that one time. St. Gabriel, yeah. Is that who it was? Okay. I, I, don't, I don't know if Roush was there or not. but I was. I don't think so. Oh, you weren't? Was, okay, my bad. I think, it was, I think it was the old sports stalker days. But, yeah, uh, we were at St. Gabriel. It was a good time. We had fun. We need to take our last break. We're going to come back. The text line has awoken. There's plenty of texts to get to. People are texting Trevor all sorts of stuff. Uh, and we'll have to rush through it. But this is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rowe. Final segment coming up next. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. We got no food. We got no jobs. Our pets' heads are falling off. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call, here on Roll Just want to give you, the listeners, a head up, a heads up for the, especially those that listen live. If ninety-six point one is being a little funky. Try 14.50 a.m., and same goes with 14.50 a.m. If that one's acting up or you're going through an area where it's not as good, head on over back to 96.1 FM. Different parts of town, this is funny, but it's true, different parts of town pick up the signal differently, and then some days just some of the signals are having rougher days all over town. Uh, But normally not BOFA. Not BOFA will be down at the same time. So if one just sounds a little bad, Change the station, but not to there's some other boring radio host, just to the other side of the dial, AM to FM or FM to AM. I've noticed when I've been listening to the Big X throughout town that, like, just some days the 96.1 just sounds a little robotic or it sounds a little funky. I'll head on over to 1450. Sounds good. No issues. I just wanted to let people know. I was thinking about that the other day and, and, and felt to uh, meant to bring it up, and now it's been a couple shows. I will not need a couple shows to bring up Shady Rays. ShadyRays.com, best sunglasses, polarized, affordable, money-back guarantees, replacement pair promises. They have a lot of great things going on at Shady Rays, and maybe the best, the most noble of them all. Every time you buy a pair, they're helping feed hungry folks throughout America. So you can feel good knowing that you're getting some nice sunglasses, and the company that you're paying, they're, they're doing their part. They're doing things they need to do to help communities all across America. So ShadyRays.com, and do not forget that promo code BIGX for 25% off at checkout. Any sports quick hitters that we missed? Did you uh, did you see the Colombian goal in the 97th minute of the Women's World Cup to knock off Germany? So big suck it to Scoots. Big oh, yeah, I bet he's probably not a Germany woman soccer fan because they're not the best in the world. He's uh, what we in the business call Trevor a bandwagoner. Mm-hmm. Ah, a little, little, uh, little sore ankles there on poor Scoots. He'll be, uh, he'll be a German men's soccer team fan, but a mm-hmm. U.S. women's soccer Well, that team explains team. his lack of interest in IU football or basketball mm-hmm. sometimes or mm-hmm. sports in general. Yep. Uh, but that was, a, that was a sweet goal to, uh, to stun him. It was a nice stunner. Probably the last play of the entire match. So that was cool. USA tonight at 3 a.m. Don't think I'll be up for that. But um, I'll be watching the highlights or like one of those quick replays before what, the show What would you call it tonight when you say tomorrow morning? 
See, that's what I was wondering. I didn't. I, I was going to ask that. If it, is it like this? Is it Tuesday at three a.m. or is it Wednesday at three a.m.? But it's Tuesday at three a.m. It's Tuesday at three a.m. So that would be yeah. Tuesday so morning, right? Yeah, but technically, like tonight, uh, yeah. along the same sleep of when you go to bed. But we got to remember, Trevor's probably going to be up when that match starts. Uh, that all depends on if Trevor naps between this show and Rutherford's show. You think you can find the time between 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. to, to sneak a nap in? Oh, oh yeah. Listen, I, I could sneak a nap in during the first segment of Rutherford's show if I really wanted to put the effort towards it. But um, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of awake now. Got the mellow yellow flowing through the, vo- the, the veins. I'm, I'm actually just kind of thinking about maybe breakfast after the show now. Maybe grab something to eat. And- Ooh. A little something, something for the belly. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Wait, what's I, on? What's on the menu? Uh, actually, just kind of just to get ideas. I'm just scrolling through DoorDash to get me some ideas and maybe something outside the the realm of possibly Dude, the normal. You've you have got to have DoorDash memorized at this point. Not for breakfast items. I don't. I currently okay. am looking at. Some, <laughs> for example, I, for I, I, damn right. Yeah, not unless it's IHOP at like midnight. Um, I'm right now. I'm looking at something new called Breakfast Belly. Any suggestions, some guys? You know anything about this place? That's, that's Biscuit Belly. Biscuit Belly. That would be correct. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Words. They Three matter. Them, top to bottom, left to right. <laughs> they they work them together as sentences. I think the second job ever did with Rutherford said, "Words they matter." Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I had a hanker in for and, and he, and we were we were we were looking at breakfast options on DoorDash yesterday morning, but I ended up going up to the local donut shop and getting some donuts instead. I think it was a good choice. Do, um, do we know this place? So it caught my attention with this advertisement for loaded breakfast tots. Biscuit yeah, belly. Those, I've had those things belly. are good. I can imagine. It's, it's, it's solid. I'd maybe lean towards slightly overpriced, but it's yeah, breakfast yeah, food. That's right? where I'm at. All breakfast food is pretty much overpriced. And I'm exactly. paying an extra that's two I, on uh, everything because of DoorDash, too. So. I consistently, I mean, if I'm going to buy any breakfast food, it's Thornton's. And that's pretty much that's pretty much where the buck stops because I can make most of those breakfast foods at home for cheaper. I mean, sausage and cheddar stuffed in tater tots with sweet maple syrup. That's that that right there is like one of the most inspiring things I've ever read to make me want to wake up early on a regular basis. Well, you you had you had it all, Trevor. You were living large, <laughs> yeah, being so, the producer of Kentucky Roll Call, I, I the best radio too close show to the in the sun, entire state. Man, I mean, I did. I just that's what it was. And then you go to the KRC AAA affiliate, the Mike Rutherford show. Buddy. <laughs> I, just, I mean, I was just flying too close to that sun. <laughs> like like what, Exodus is that what it was? Who was who was the one that flew close to the sun and got burned? <laughs> it was ex- it was it was actually Deuteronomy. It was ecstasy, uh, exotic, or something like that. Something, something along those guys. It was uh, one of those guys. I think there was an X in there. All right, well, we're back to talking about space. Thanks for talking responsibly <laughs> about the UFO UAP stuff. So easy for people to try to giggle it away, like cheesy Bob and Tom and Matt Jones. You all did it right. Respect. Well, for the number one respectful alien talk show you've come to the right spot okay i'm not gonna listen to bob and tom slander though i love bob and tom so or at least the old school bob and tom like people will tell on themselves a little bit with the alien talk anybody who's just like instantly dismissive or has a super hot take about it they probably have super hot takes about everything the true answer is like we just you really we don't know we don't know we have no idea it, but it's fun just to kind of discuss with your friends and family on radio shows because none of us know. We don't know if the government's hiding something. We'd, we'd have no way of knowing. 
I mean, you can it, have that I, same I, philosophy like me, but lean towards them not existing, right? You, I mean, it's that's the beauty of it too, is that like we just the average Joe can't be proven wrong or correct or or, or incorrect because mm-hmm. unless you know we see aliens, unless the government comes out and is just like, yeah, here's what we got. <laughs> but even then, you know, you should probably be a little skeptical of everything. But uh, it's an interesting conversation. It's one that we could spend a lot of time on, but we're going to move past it. A texture says, not even close. Oh, Roush, sorry, what do you have? Oh, I was just going to add a different thing. If It happens every year, and they don't really advertise it. But if you ever get the chance to go to the bourbon and cigar event that UK football does with Kentucky Children's Hospital, it's like a fundraiser, do it. Just just, just do it. Just go. It's, it, it's the most unfiltered you'll ever get the football coaching staff. So just go. Because some of the stuff I was hearing from it, very amused by it. And, and, and the best part about it is they're very unfiltered because it is a fundraiser and it's under the impression that none of it's getting out. But let's just say I love the confidence from the coaching staff going into the season. We'll, and we'll leave it at that. All right. So you're not supposed to say anything that goes on at that event. Right, right. It's very much a like, this is the guys. We got bourbon. We got cigars. And we're we're talking shop because um, they do. I mean, how many speak? They're going to do five more preseason speaking engagements. I feel like this is the big one that kicks it off, and like each one gets less and less uh, open and more and more redundant. By the time you get to the Louisville and the Lexington kickoff luncheons at like August, they're, they're the last two typically. I feel like it's pretty watered down, kind of coach speak. So let me get this straight. Hold on, I'm I'm on the message boards now. According to Roush, Stoops predicts undefeated season at Children's Charity Event. Is that right? The, the truth is, Roush, they they could be that much fun if they wanted to be. Like, I get that they're probably doing it partially because they've had a couple and they're feeling a little bit more loosey-goosey. But, like, if they want to be open and confident, they can do that any any media speaking. Yeah, yeah, but it, not – like, that's what I'm – that's what I'm saying. If you have a chance to go to it, that's the – that's where they're really loosey goosey, and it's—I don't want to say locker room talk, but you know they're just kind of hanging out, right? Oh. Like, you know, you're it's not supposed to use that uh, term anymore, buddy. Yeah, it's, you can't, uh, it's a bad term. Yeah, anymore. yeah, you can't use that word anymore. Nope. Um, no. Um, um, uh, powwow. It's a powwow. <laughs> oh, definitely can't say that. No, 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 no. That's no. a one-way ticket to cancel. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're you're getting kicked uh, off the X right now. It's uh, well, it's, it's head over to it's, truth or thread or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> head on over to to Meta or Threads. Yep. Yeah, Threads. They're yeah, just they're just BSing. Or no, that, that, you can't say that on radio. No, or, that's gosh. radio. A texter says, "Do you guys like or listen to Post Malone? He just recently came out with an album, and it's pretty solid. Uh, I'll listen to some Post Malone. He's probably not my favorite, but he's not my least favorite. I've I've, I've got nothing against him. I'll I'll check him out. I'll pass. Yeah, he's just just fun. Um, oh, I, this was a great. <laughs> The um, I, I love the 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 what if from Brad from Bellbrook from last Friday. Somebody's weighing in. Who would you rather guarantee healthy, Aaron Bradshaw or Devin Leary? This texture says not even close for me. We have a chance to win the national championship of basketball. Bradshaw, basketball state. Yeah, but your football season doesn't matter. Like you just you just lose the season if Devin Leary gets injured. So for me, it's a no brainer. You just keep Devin Leary healthy. Who is the backup? Um, the backup for UK. Yeah. Th- that it doesn't Kai matter. Kai Sharon or Destin Wade, uh, not not good. 
It yeah, doesn't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> if, if you lose seven layer, your season's over. That, that's so, what I, that's kind of what I default scary. to towards. Just that, like, it, it's you can still be really, really good without Bradshaw at UK. You you could still theoretically maybe win a national championship if these guards are really, really good. If Justin Edwards is a potential number one pick, Roush, you're spot on. Like you're talking about a losing season without Devin Leary. Yeah, I mean it's and that's. And it'd be totally understandable. Like, I would be totally right. bummed out, but I wouldn't have any, like, hey, Stoops needs to be fired. Uh, quarterback depth isn't where it needs to be. No, you got somebody out of the portal that was one of the most coveted quarterbacks. You worked your butt yeah. off to land him, and things can kind of go wrong. I guess the only thing would be he's got an injury history, and you maybe needed to take in consideration that. Um, but we'll see. Maybe these quarterbacks have developed a, a little bit, Roush, but I'm I'm right there with you. He only missed the one year with injury. Does that really constitute? No, he, he missed two. Was he it two? two? Okay. Yeah. yeah, he had a broken leg and falling a sophomore season, or halfway through it. He's say. good when he's healthy, though. Yep. Another texter says, Travis, what a goofy guy. Talking I think you mean me? Trevor. And he's a that... lovable goofy guy, but let me, ta- let me take this time to wish Travis Graft a congratulatory yeah. welcome to the world, to their baby. Oh, uh, that was him and his wife, Kelsey. Congrats. Yeah. Good morning. Yeah, congrats to the grass and congrats to, uh, to my buddy Andrew. Also had a baby on Saturday. Way to go, so, Andrew. You did it. Yeah, yeah. lots of uh, great time to become a dad. Get baby uh, fever over here. I might go to adopt. Although, didn't Travis, he was hosting that Made Hoops event and the baby came. Was it the same? Was that that Saturday? I don't know. I know he was promoting something, but yeah. I don't I know, know how he did it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they had a lot of. I know Jack was out there talking to some kids. So a lot of big prospects were in uh, Shelbyville, hoops. I don't know, somewhere around here. No adoption to give me a kid. No, uh, we don't have time for that. But absolutely not. John here. Good morning, everyone. Hey, Trevor. Great to hear you back with the KRC crew. Great music selection, my friend. Okay, let me get the advice from all of the crew. When's the best time to start your fantasy football draft? My league usually sets a date. After the second preseason game, I feel that really helps me because most of the time the big injuries have already happened. Do you all agree? Well, got to go talk to you later. Uh, The closest to the season as possible, John, is the correct answer. It's not an opinion. It's just the correct answer. As close to the season as you can get where everybody can get together and draft or everybody can set aside a couple hours to draft, uh, that's the best. As close to the season. Further away, the worst. I uh, Last several years, I've been in John's fantasy group. I haven't got an invitation recently, so I assume I'm hopefully still in it. I don't know. But uh, I would say, yeah, the, uh, the 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 weekend, is it Memorial Day weekend, whatever, that we're doing, like the, the, the scramble on the first, that's the weekend you want to like usually do it, that three-day weekend, more so, most usually. Yeah. I've got my first Labor. in-person draft on the 19th, for the record. Labor Day. but, but the Labor Day, I always get the two mixed up. I don't know. <laughs> Three-day weekend. I don't care. I don't care what you call it as long as you tell me I don't have to be there on Monday. Uh, another texter says, just tuned in. Did Scoots have some cigarettes over the weekend? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Do we think Scoots had a good time in Wisconsin? I know he did. He called me one night at like two in the morning. <laughs> and and, I'm kid, right. and, I, and I, I kid you, this is like the funniest thing he called. So he I, he he texts me at like midnight or 1230. And I reply, I was like, wow, I'm just not used to hearing, you know, you from, at this hour. And he's like, well, I've been on a lot of fireballs. You know, I've had like six fireballs today. God. I, 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 in my typical humor, I'm like, I figured you more for Fire Island, but okay. He's like, I, I don't get it. I'm like, it's next to Penn Island. He's like, I, I, I don't get it. And I'm like, it's okay, Scoots. And then like an hour later, I get a call from him. 
Like, my phone just rings. I'm like, yeah? He's like, all right, me and my buddies, we, we just don't, what's this joke? I don't get the island joke. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, he, you can just tell he's drunk. He's, I'm like, just spell it out. And he's like, yeah. I was like, how do you spell it? He's like, P-N. I'm like, spell island. He's just like, and he goes silent for a second, and I know we're in the background here. His buddy go, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, see, Scoot. He's like, see, Justin. He right, you can hear him like writing it down, I guess. It's good. Finally, Scoot's just like, Oh, I'm like, Lord, this is, this is my life. Right, so I guess that, that answers our question on if Scoot stopped in Illinois for some legal sports gambling. <laughs> he did a lot of sports gambling. I this think week. a he lot did, of yeah. sports gambling this weekend. His roommate's little... expression in the background, which I had it recorded, it was just classically great. Was... Oh. Another texter on the Thornton's text line says, what happens if aliens are delicious? Mm. <laughs> then they're going to be in big trouble. I, it tastes like chicken. <laughs> we'll get Nashville-style aliens here. Colonel's original that. recipe. Mm-hmm. Just don't put mustard uh, on it. <laughs> another texter says, when is Trevor going to predict the UK L football game? Well, he made a bet to start the show today that he, straight up, he's taking the cards, we're taking the cats. We can we can just make it like a we can make it a meal bet. Yeah, we can do a meal bet. I was gonna say that's the one thing we actually didn't work. We made a bet without any like actual anything on the line. Yeah, we can figure it out. That's, that's the level of gamblers we've become. We just make bets without even worrying about the the consequences. Another texter says, Trevor, is there still any question why Russ isn't in the NBA? Just, I mean, I, I you, you, honestly it does kind of confuse me sometimes that somebody wouldn't give him a shot again. But I don't just think he's he's just quite quick enough for the NBA level. I don't think quickness is his issue. He's getting, uh, I mean, yeah. he can't get his shot off. I mean, he can't get in the lane. I mean, and his outside shot just isn't consistent enough. Uh, I think it's probably just that. His three-point shooting just isn't good enough for his size. Uh, Texter says on the Thornton's text line, Trevor, do you miss working for KRC? Uh, yeah, I do miss doing the show. I had fun today. I, 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 yeah, I need, to, I need to somehow make my – Bat rear and get up more and just just surprise y'all on the on the uh, group chat some mornings. We oh. told you since day one you've had an open invite. I know. I know. What, what would you say the big besides the time? We don't need any smart smart aleck remarks. What what's the biggest difference between KRC and the Rutherford show? Oh wow! Um, we have several more texts, so you know, make it quick. He he's he's still he's still he's he's yet to get to the point where he's not heard all my jokes yet. Where you have. <laughs> I only had three years. That's why I left the show. I was like, I got, I'm out. Of, I'm out of. They've heard all my stories. I don't have that. I didn't lead that much of an exciting life growing up to this point. So I was like, I'm out. You're the Buzz Williams of, of <laughs> pretty team. much. Basically, I always have appreciated Larry long. Brown. I'm more. I feel like I'm, I'm more of a Larry Brown level. And you cheat the system, so maybe you are more. Larry <laughs> yeah, Brown. That's true. <laughs> Joe Lee here. Joe Lee, did you run into Scoots this weekend in Wisconsin? I, I know it's a small not. place. Uh, hopefully, did you see anybody on a scooter just going 70 with two uh, PBRs in their hand? <laughs> it was a UFO festival this past weekend in Wisconsin. I didn't encounter any UFOs this year. Guess I didn't drink enough. Well, um, keep drinking, Joe Lee. I uh, hope you had a good time at the festival, though. Uh, Texter says slumber party. Another Ooh. texter says, "It's okay. <laughs> random." Uh, this from Kirby. Do you think Cats Media will have some should have been prepared shtick for we have for Cow when injuries happen if Leary goes down? It'll be a talking point, and I guess the only case would be Leary having injury history 
but it's also not as easy as just like go get another. Yeah, football is just a different sport. Like if when your starting quarterback gets hurt in any league, like you're just you're kind of screwed. There's very rare instances, and it oh, usually man. means if you've got a good backup quarterback that, uh, like, they yeah. were having a competition at some point, so your starter wasn't that great either. Yep. No, Roush is right about that. In a perfect world, yeah, it'd be awesome. But in reality, it's sometimes how these situations work. Let's all just cross our fingers and hope Devin yep. Leary doesn't get seriously injured. Not at Louisville. Roush, I mean, we've got a four-star backup, you know, backing up our guys, so we're good. I mean, yeah, but you're you're you got a bunch of average guys that you develop. Like, not everybody has Tua and Jalen Hurts. Like, the only Alabama can do that. All right, Trevor. Any last words before we sign off for the day? Um, go Cards. Boo! <laughs> yeah, suck, you, Trevor. You blew it. All right, everybody, have a great Monday. Thanks so much, Trevor, for getting us on the air, waking up early. This was a lot of fun. Brought us back to the old days. Roush, I'll see you with Scoots tomorrow. Have a great Monday. Oh, this is Kentucky Roll Call okay. on Big X Sports Radio. Yeah. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Trevor Kelsey.